185milesouth.com. Smash that Patreon button. One hundred and eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. What's up, everyone? We are back, and we are talking hardcore. This week, we are talking 1991, an interesting year for punk and hardcore. Helping out, you know him, you love him. It is the best dressed man on the pod. It is Daniel Sant. What's up, Dan? 1991. <laughs> also helping out. It is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge. What's up, Ben? What's going on? Apocalypse 91, the enemy strikes black. That's right. And rounding us out, don't call him Cincinnati. It is the man known as Clevo. What's up, Clevo? What's going on? What up, what up? All right, Clevo, you are the oldest of us. You were into hardcore in 91. What was happening? So 91 is a a weird year for me because I lived in Germany and um, most of the hardcore I was listening to was probably like mail order from Rev, which means that it took forever for me to get it. And, um, you know, a couple CD stores, I was getting tapes from people. But honestly, I was like way into like earache record stuff during 91. I was listening to a lot of like Carcass and Godflesh and Morbid Angel and and stuff like that. So, um, I actually had to circle back and get uh, like anything that's like really not rev related. I had to circle back and get, um, just because I didn't really have that much availability for like, for like real hardcore. Interesting. Well, Clevo, thank you for your service. And, uh, Ben, what's your take on 91? Yeah. Ni- 91. Um, this is the year I kind of sort of started experiencing, new punk music in real time, but not really. Um, so this is indicative of 1991. I would walk miles with my friend to Hollywood Boulevard, buy a seven seconds cassette from the early eighties. And then that same year I see, I, we go and see seven seconds play. And I don't even realize that, that it is seven seconds on stage performing until the whole show is over. My friend goes, dude, that was seven seconds. And like my face <laughs> drops. And that basically, that basically sums up 1991. Hardcore is over a decade old at this point, And almost no one wants to play regular ass, straightforward hardcore music. So it was a weird and kind of shitty year to have as an entry point for a 13-year-old who just wanted you know, four chord, fast, hardcore punk. And then you have Judge instead, Chain of Strength, Turning Point and Verbal Assault and Inside Out all breaking up in 91. And then the bands that replace them, I mean, here are a handful, like Mouthpiece, Undertow, Lifetime, Integrity. Those are bands that are coming up at this point. So, I mean, just think about the difference between those two groupings of bands I just named. Like, everything is darker and a little more sinister and like 75% more whispery in 91 than it was before. And hardcore has gone into this slow, monotonous chug mode, but it hasn't gone full metal yet um, for the most part. 
and and then also outside of the whole straight edge scene, you have some of those epithet bands putting out their best or at least most remembered work this year. Um, there's a lot of really abrasive hardcore weirdness with bands like Rorschach, Born Against, Heroin, 1.6 Band. Um, you have Bikini Kill and the Riot Girl thing happening in 91. Power Violence is still in its heyday. You have that Japanese burning spirit scene going. Um, Discharge is still putting out horrible metal records. Uh, Krishna, <laughs> Krishna Core is in full swing. And you, they're also a handful of like really good melodic punk bands scattered throughout the world. But I won't name names because I don't want to give my competitors any ideas. Well, yeah, like Naked Raygun, like the Peg Boy comes off that, right? In this first LP, that would be an example, Ben, that you don't want to give away. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there's I a think, uh, Go for it, Clevo. I was gonna, just going to say, like, I think the split sort of between like that, that, former youth crew and it was even like made up of like former youth crew people to like the ABC no Rio scene. I think it's huge. And it's probably, I think that ABC no Rio scene is probably where the best music from this year is really coming out of. Yeah. That's about, yeah. Kind of what I was saying. Rorschach born against the bands like that. Sort of the alternative. This is the year of the citizens arrest LP. Yes. That too. Um, And here, and one more thing I wanted to bring up, I, I went back to look at the stats for our top 100 of the nineties episode, because I thought, is this the least uh, represented year of the nineties? And it actually is the third most represented year of the nineties. So we had 17 picks from 1990, 14 picks from 94 and 11 from 91. Those are the three highest um, for, for the master list for the nineties. So, so actually this is actually technically a good year for hardcore. I mean, the numbers don't lie. We we went through this all ourselves. So it's funny. It's weird. It's hard to put the. It's hard to frame this this year in a box. But there's a lot of good shit coming out of it. Well, it might not be a great year for hardcore, but it's a good year for like punk and hardcore as a whole. If you like multiple like silos within that tent, right? Mm, like yes. You know, if you're if you're going all the way from Infest to Leatherface, like yeah, you can find lots of cool shit, right? But if you're just looking for like another youth of the day, you're kind of fucked, right? Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, totally. Dan, what's your take on this year before we jump in? Um, my take is that it is the we talk about leaving the '80s and going into the '90s and things going getting spread far and wide. This year is very indicative of that. It's uh, gonna show that, yeah, maybe for straight up hardcore, it was uh, a down year, but for all the things on the fringes and and the stuff that makes up the punk side of things, there's some really um, outstanding stuff here, as well as there's some really great DIY stuff happening. Um, and you know what? Rob R. Rock puts out. <laughs> His seminal jam this year, so you know you just have to give respect. All right, Dan, tell everyone what a Super Seven is and give us the order of the picks. So a Super Seven is a fun, competitive way of making the best mixtape, and we compete against each other, and we do it fantasy football style. So Clevo got the first pick um, through a random dice roll, so Clevo will pick first. He can pick 
any song from 1991. Now, I got second pick. I cannot pick that song, but I could pick something from that band if there are two songs from that band that should be on these playlists. Um, and then we go around till each of us have full seven song playlists. And then later on in the week, we'll put them up for the listeners to vote on who had the best one. And it's really fun. Yeah. And inevitably there'll be a bunch of people on Instagram that gate say, and didn't listen to the pod. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time I will chime in occasionally with a, Hey, you should really go listen to it because we talk about that. Or Ben will go, <laughs> vote for me anyway, and I, I'm going to blast you about this in the most insane way. I, I, I think people don't realize that this is a lot harder than it sounds. Um, and I think, too, like there is like a defensive, there's like strategy to it, actually. Especially in this year, which I think my list is fairly short compared to the other years we've done. Yeah. yeah. My, mine too. And and you're right, Clevo. Everything is harder, right? It's easier to criticize. As everyone that uh, sent me in their top 100 list said to a person, hey, this was a ton harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> and the Super 7s are really hard because, I mean, granted, we had one nice source to pull from. Uh, some saint out there had put together a 1991 playlist. But when you go onto Discogs and you search Hardcore 1991, invariably you're getting some Acid House classics thrown up at you as well. Human resource. Hardcore. Human resource dominator. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, you had I'm our... Bigger our, and tougher. <laughs> James Brown is Dead and uh, Human Resource Dominator, like the two tracks from this year. <laughs> classics. Um, but yeah it's really hard to gather all of this stuff. And then invariably, yes, you're going to have forgot one thing. And that's going to be the first thing that someone comments. What about this? <laughs> it's like, ah, but yeah, shout out to the barnacles. We love you all. And yeah. And the other thing that's hard is I like to talk about music that is easily accessible for everyone. So we can actually get people into things. And that's like kind of a balancing act for me too. for, for other people on the Super 7, you know, obviously you don't have to choose stuff that's available on streaming. And there is some stuff from this year that is not, right? Like Infest is a huge hardcore band that all of us, except for Ben, love. And like they're not on streaming, right? But I'm still most likely going to take an Infest song. Um, but we'll see. So like that's another piece that I balance. Like because the songs I choose, I want to be able to share a playlist and have everyone check them out and be able to get into it. And speaking of that, there is a playlist for every episode. Go to 185milesouth.com. Click that playlist link at the top of the page, and you can check out the music we're talking about because that is what it's all about. Also, if you know how to work Spotify, you can find us on there too, uh, 185 Miles South. All right, Clevo, you got the first pick. Are you taking Behind This Wall, or are you taking Fame or Broken Glass? What's this? <laughs> <laughs> um i'm actually taking uh i'm taking turning point but i'm taking thursday instead of behind this wall um i think that behind this wall is a little long um i also think that thursday has some of the saddest most introspective lyrics possibly <laughs> um in a punk or hardcore song um skip was definitely going through something when he wrote this um 
I, I love that uh, that little catchy part near the end where it's like that whole uh, sleep washes over this tired soul and like can't let this night swallow me whole. Um, just sort of like the the cadence that he sings at there and just kind of the way it comes back into that. Like it doesn't really get fast, but it's like that, that little up-tempo part. Um, you know, Turning Point has three songs this year um, and you know, this is one of them. Um, this is probably my favorite of the three from this year, um, but it's... We all talked, you know, we all figured whoever got the first pick was probably taking a turning point song. So what say you? Yeah, yeah you Thursday, go, Thursday's the wrong. Oh, but it, it spawned the band, Dan. Yeah, so that's be, bad. <laughs> so Behind This Wall has to has to win. I'm sure there's a terrible band called Behind This Wall somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there are a lot that never made it past a demo stage, right? We will see. Um, yeah, I absolutely love this. Ben, what's your take on this? Yeah, this is one of the maybe two best songs ever recorded. The other one being the other Turning Point song. <laughs> this is like <laughs> peak, peak melodic hardcore. And if you know my musical tastes, that just means peak hardcore. And actually, that just means peak music for me. Um, it's like building on like de- like Gorilla Biscuits, Dag Nasty, Verbal Assault, all that stuff. It's like, this is like, the way burn is sort of the the as as far as you can take hardcore this is as far as you can take melodic hardcore it's like it's just the best shit ever and like there are these weird parts in the songs like the rhythm changes a lot and um there's sort of like i guess he's doubling his vocals but it just makes me think of like a whole group of kids singing along you know soul scream out why to a world does that care and like waving their hands like new kids on the block hanging tough style like i always think about that like do kids jumping in the air doing doing that doing that hip-hop hand wave thing for that part yeah this is the best shit ever the the i'm reaching i'm reaching um you know it's it's funny because you know turning point definitely progresses quite a bit through their through their career which was you know fairly short and you know thinking about like you know what they what they became um from what they were and it's still like it's just like so far it's so far from what they started from and they just really they do it so well it's interesting because like this late career stuff is so defining for them that like inevitably anytime that like there's a melodic hardcore band, people will say, Oh yeah, they sound like Dag Nasty or turning point, but they're literally <laughs> like talking about like the last four songs of turning points career. <laughs> so wild, you know, it's like, they're not referring to the LP. They're not referring to the seven inch. They're referring to this stuff, you know, and that's how good it is, right? Like yeah. these songs are career defining because like Ben said, this is like as good as it gets. This is the marshmallow, like right before it falls off the stick. <laughs> it it's so um clever in every manner like every person in the band has ramped up you know to do these last two songs of theirs that the musicianship is really just really pushing the envelope and then the singing and the lyrics are unbelievable and there's even those little like huh, you know like emotes that he does like through the singing of of this song like it's just yeah it's it's it is an open chest with a beating heart you know that's what this song straight up is so it's brilliant dan are you gonna carry on and take behind this wall 
Misha! I have got to take that while it's still on the table. You know, it, it. how could you not? It's everything in hardcore that I, I want. It's dark. It's evil. It's uh, t- like tuneful in the most non-tuneful way. Um, the recording's fantastic. The vocals are incredible. And there's just so much menace. I want you know, take you down one on one. <laughs> it's so just like, oh Jesus Christ, am I in here with like someone in the Manson family? Like which he wishes he probably was in the Manson family. Oh, the Lundgren family. <laughs> yeah, well the Lundgren family and the uh and you know all others like Ed Gein and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we got the DMs to prove it. Um <laughs> A shout out to the Juggalo family, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone. Woo, woo. Um, no, this. I mean, this is this is the explosion that shot across hardcore worldwide. This is a massive flare in the air of like times are a changing, and this is what you're going to want to sound like. So integrity. Those who fear tomorrow. Yeah, anytime you can make such a mission statement with certain elements stripped out, it's something spectacular, right? Like, it's Dwid yelling by itself, like that's a statement, right? But then coming in with just the drums and the bass and having yeah. it sound so chunky and so gnarly, you're just like, oh my God, what am I in for? You know, and then the guitars hit with the vocals and it's just, yeah, it's a perfect song. Also, the solo on this is so good. Yeah, Like, it's just so laid back and sick and it's like yeah this lp is amazing i wish they were huge at the time you know like it should be like a boc show with like that laser beam like hitting the fucking audience when this solo hits you know? <laughs> yeah but, but when that misha yell happens the laser beam should be a real laser that like eviscerates <laughs> like half the people up front yeah this has to take out one foo <laughs> uh yeah i love it all right um we're going to talk lots more integrity on the pod. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, ben, are you taking behind this wall? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for not taking behind this wall. Your pick was very good, but behind this wall, greatest song ever recorded. Um, <laughs> the the acoustic guitar intro, it's like I still play that when I like that's the first thing I play when I pick up an acoustic guitar to this day. And I, and, if, and I still can't play it as good as Jay. Um, and everything, the went, the whammy bar shit, um, the lyrics, it kind of like, it's sort of like, you know, uh, like the ultimate teenage heartbreak song. And it makes me think of, you know, like adults think of, of teenagers as being silly or like, Oh, you know, Oh, his first heartbreak or whatever. And it's like, it feels like the world to you when you, when you're that age. And it, and it really is the world. It's hard to put into words, but it's like, that is the kind of the most important time in your life. Think about how often we, we look back on our teenage years versus like, Oh, remember being 35? Remember what it was like being 35? Like no one, no one, no one does that. <laughs> so, um, this is just really encapsulates that sort of angst of uh, 
youth and just every fucking note is perfect and it's perfectly recorded and um skip's voice gets higher you know over the course of the band and he's just has he has he's the man for the job for this kind of music i mean it's hard it's hard to put into words like everything that i love about this song because it's my favorite song ever but um somebody else help me out here (laughs) what am i missing yeah well well, (laughs) clevo thought that it might have been a little long and when he said that i almost tipped over my table because like (laughs) this is one of the it's like just one of those perfect songs where you can't trim anything off right it is close to four minutes but it's like a worthy opus and well, shout out to all the high school girlfriends, Dana Roscoe. I, I truly loved you back then. Well, it also it well, sounds can, like the song is winding down, and then he sings, I'm writing these words from behind this wall. And then it breaks back into it. Yep. Yep. So good. It's the best Tom uh. part. It's the best Tom part, other than one of my picks, hopefully. <laughs> I I can't begin to say because turning boy always had great lyrics like even on them their most youth crew of sounding stuff but the lyrics to this the way the song starts with i watched the foundation burn and still i stayed i watched the torch you held flicker and fade it's it's really poetic like in a land where we have so many great lyrics and things that we point to like this is really upper 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 echelon lyric writing. Um, I don't know Skip's status at that time. Do you think the song could be about straight edge? Ooh. I've always thought that. Like Dan I, loved it more. Dan loved it more because it was about you know. I watched the foundation burn and still I stayed. I watched the torch you held flicker and fade. Like, is it about someone who? Yeah, not straight Way edge back. anymore. You know, Someone like yelled, we're back. I don't know. Like, I think it's it's either like a straightforward love song or it's like a nebulous song about straight edge. I never thought of yeah, it that know. way. You might be right because he's saying betrayed by myself for holding on so tight. Like that kind of that kind of could work. Um, it's and you if know, how, it, if it, yeah. Ben, if it is about potentially you know if it's naming things that would be yot related perhaps you know the torch you know flame still burns and then later on i'm writing these words from behind this wall break down the wall you never know you know it could be well someone send him an email all right i'm going to take my first pick i am taking death side live and live because i had to have this song on it's my favorite hardcore riff of all time. It just sounds so triumphant. That and then it like it starts with that, but then it goes to that other riff that's just a good God. Like that is the best hardcore gets, right? When you take something so simple as just going and put it with the right beat and the right singing, and it's amazing, right? It's like taking little simple ideas, making them creative, and laying them down, you know? And here it is. And yeah, like that first riff, though, the way it just comes in, 
good God. Like if I had to ride into battle on a horse, like that's the one, you know, um, I thought about taking the first song just cause that intro is so ill with like the thunder and like that clean channel guitar. But yeah, I just can't get away from live and live, but intro meaning also near perfect. It's just live and live is better than meaning, but good God, dude, if they went intro into live and live like yeah, I mean, that's why the world still exists because otherwise like a giant crater would have just opened up and we'd all be gone, you know? So I don't know. Clevo, you love this stuff, don't you? I do. Um, you know, I think that Deathside, I probably need to, to be more versed on it. Um, you know, it's not like, it's not like every time I've heard it, um, I haven't, I haven't liked it. I just don't think that I've done that deep of a dive on it as, as much as I had into other Japanese bands that I'm into. So um, you know, this is a good excuse with the playlist to to check it out a little more. Yeah, this is the one for me. Second LP, bet on the possibility. So everyone, if you haven't gotten into it, get into it. This song will be on the playlist. Once again, 185milesouth.com. Click that playlist link at the top of the page and check it out. All right, Clevo, round two. Let's do it. Is and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Citizens Arrest, touch and go. Um you know, we talked a little bit about that that split between like the the old style, the old the, the old time youth crew bands and the you know the up and coming like straight edge bands or whatever. And then the ABC No Rio scene. Um, I love this song. Um, everything about it. Um, I think Daryl's vocals are just they're great. They're they're gruff. They're 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 tough. Um, but then um, the uh, it has like punky, like a punky melodic breakdown. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got a message, you know, it's about, it's about casual sex. Um, few, few, few bands singing about the, you know, the, the other tenant of straight edge. Um, but yeah, this is really, it's a banger, um, from that citizens rest LP that, you know, I think some people, some people, you know, just ride hard for the seven inch and should probably go back and listen to the LP if they haven't. Yeah, I think the LP is a fall off, but there's like gold on here. Um, I have three songs on my short list, but this actually wasn't one of them. Hmm, surprising. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I do like the LP a lot. There's just the way that the seven inch, I think that if you go into the seven inch and listen to it over and over and over, it keeps getting better and better. The LP, I, I had it on vinyl for a long, long time. I've barely ever listened to it on streaming. Maybe I would like it more if I had it on CD or on streaming so I could skip a little bit easier because the LP's never been the best listen for me. Um, but yeah, I, I love them being on because it's so important. And in 91, they are one of the tentpole bands, I think. Dan, do you have anything on this? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, Clevo nodded to the ABC No Rio scene being. Um, what would probably, if you think about um, the way New York goes, this is like kind of like what the village is to hardcore. Like this is where artier, more idea sharing sides of the New York hardcore scene are happening and Citizens Arrest are leading the way uh, with a lot of that while still maintaining like raw fucking hardcore, you know? Hell yeah. 
All right, let's see here. Dan, number two. Okay, I am going to go from something from that that scene as well. I'm going Born Against Mary and Child. This is one of the best hardcore songs of all time. It's unbelievable, and lyrically and message-wise, I mean, it's still, unfortunately, I've got to say unfortunately, it's still incredibly poignant and needed and um, uh, impact is still felt in 2022. This is a song about abortion or about people attempting to suppress abortion and um i mean it opens with the line once again the battlefield is your body um it's about people bleeding out getting back alley abortions to to keep the sanctity of mary and child so basically it's saying religion in this country is running policy and policy is equaling death and I don't think anything has changed since then. And I got to say, this is, um, well, maybe religion's not running policy now. Religion is being used as a tool to run policy for giant corporations. Maybe that's the, the main change. But what I will say is this is a beautifully clever written song full of rage. And the music is just gritty, seedy, and... Um, almost like born against are almost like the, the, they took the Reagan youth sound and made it even like just harder and, and, um, just a bit different, but it, that kind of Reagan youth, um, guitar sound flows through lots of born against songs. And I, I fucking love born against but they need to be extremely fucking cautious who they talk shit about. Um, this song is crazy. Um, the, the like, the, <laughs> there's no, there's no like, there's no like, like the the vocal cadence or like the verses. <laughs> you know, like it's um, one long diatribe. It's one long diatribe, and it's like it doesn't really, it doesn't really break itself up, and it's just like, you know it's like right in your face. He like does not hold back with any of the, any of the imagery or anything, but like, you know, it's like, and the all knowing man set up his make believe graveyard with tiny white crosses of millions of make believe souls. And then just like, but just really saying like, you know, what if you set up a cross for an actual person instead of this like thing that lives in the sky? Um, I, I love the song, and actually, I was going back and forth between taking this and and Citizens Arrest. So, uh, you're welcome for leaving us out there. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, let's see here, Ben, number two. Um, come on, girl, push. Here's the other side of New York. Leeway with Who's to Blame off their sophomore album, uh, Desperate Measures. Um, this is my favorite Leeway song. This is not my favorite Leeway album. I think that first album is better. But I love this song. It reminds me of like Van Halen with an NYHC swagger. You know, it's got that sparkly guitar. And it's, I I remember going to a dance club in Berlin in 1999. And the basement was the 
quote unquote metal room. And I went down there and it was a bunch of Germans standing in a circle, like headbanging to like metal songs. And this song came on and I thought, this is a truly strange moment that I will remember as long as I live. And damn, this is kind of the best leeway song. So I had to pick it. If if someone else picked it, I probably just wouldn't pick a leeway song. There are good, other good songs on this album, but this is the one. And and he says, "Come on, girl, push," which always cracks my friend Warren up. Well, it, it's it's uh, Eddie Leeway leading his Lamaze class. <laughs> yeah, Ben, ben you're tripping. I'm a, I'll, I'll take mine uh, now. I'll take "Stand For" off this record as my number two. This is my favorite Leeway song, and I'm with Ben. Of you know the album before this is the better leeway album I think, but my favorite song being on this record, um, I think "Stand For" is the best leeway song because holy fuck, it like it's pretty wild, right? Like the first half is really chill and mellow. It just sounds nice and it's mid tempo, kind of like almost like shelter esque off like maybe a attain the supreme type song, although this predates that. Um, but I don't know what else to compare it to. And then it's like, oh, the hardest mosh part ever out of nowhere. Right? Because it's like this really nice sounding song the whole way through. And then it just like it does a ring out and it's all, what's up? Dun 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 You know, it's like what? And uh yeah, it's like the only leeway part that rivals like rise and fall, like for being that hard. And it's like straight up that mosh part out of nowhere. Absolutely love it. The juxtaposition of like the the really tunefulness of like the guitars on the, the intro and the verses and that breakdown. And then the singing is just, it's amazing. I don't know. Ben, you think that who's the blame is better than this, huh? Yeah. Who's to blame is my favorite. Um, but that's a good pick. And, and it, it needs to be said, Eddie Sutton is an amazing singer. He's like, he really could have been the singer of black Sabbath. Like he's, um, he's like a, like legit metal singer uh in punk there's just not that many people who are technically great singers there's people whose voices we like because they have personality but like john bunch from reason to believe this guy there's just not that many it's a very 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 short list so you I know mean, what, I what were you, you know what's crazy is like when they boot belladonna out of anthrax why didn't they go to to eddie you know, you know what's, what's funny is Leeway was described to me when I first heard about them as the Cro-Mags with Joey Belladonna singing. Right. He's right there. Like, cause I think the first, like the one with the dude after uh, Bush, John Bush. John I, Bush I can't, yeah. Okay. That's persists a time. I think that's 1990. So like, dude, they could have plucked Eddie like in between the two, L, the two Leeway LPs. Like he's straight up in his prime. He could have like gone in and smashed it on persistence of time. Obviously, like as <laughs> a fan, t- <laughs> what what did he could have taken ball hugger to anthrax? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but imagine isn't, isn't Belladonna on persistence of time? Is he? I thought that was the first it's, one. With no, and then the um, it's the it's the staticky one that has. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. You're uh, right. I. All right, then. I don't know my... Uh... Yeah, you're right. Joe Belladonna is on Persistence of the Time, so it's Sound of White Noise. Yeah. Three years later has Bush. 
well, we could have gotten desperate measures and then he could have gone. That would have been sick. He could have done ball hugger V2 on sound <laughs> of white noise. Yep. All right. Clevo, let's go back to you for round number three. Um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to regret this. I'm going to, I'm going to stay on the East coast, East coast bias. Of course. Um, I'm going to say Rorschach from the Needle Pack 7-inch, and I'm going to take Ugly into Skin Culture. Um, skin Culture is probably um, you know, one of my favorite Rorschach songs, if not my favorite. I think, um, I think it's pretty, um, pretty, pretty great. It's kind of all over the place. It's got like that sludgy, slow intro riff. Um, uh, you know, Charles... Charles's voice is just like really screechy, um, you know, and he, just like when he just like screams over and over, you know, you are the divine machine. Um, you know, just, it just hits me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Rorschach, we, we've talked about them. I don't know how many times on here. Um, you know, we all, we all love Rorschach and uh, this is, this is just a great song. Yeah, this is on the split with Neanderthal seven inch. No, this is the needle pack seven inch because uh, uh, Neanderthal has other songs. Oh, all right, right on. I, I got a whiff at least once. Um, <laughs> I do have a Rorschach song. I'll see if I get it on or not. But yeah, this is this is great. It's it leans more first LP than second LP, and that's the stuff that I love. Well, and so. there's a version of this on the second LP. Hmm. Yeah, I'm coming off clueless here. Dan, bail me out. All right. Well, since Clevo, as always, is doing major East Coast bias, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to take the most West Coast song of all time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> to all my friends, present, past, and beyond, yes. especially those who weren't with us too long, life is the most precious thing you can lose. This one is for Canton, this one is for Colvin, and this one is for Nichols. Yes. I'm taking Bro Him by Pennywise because, yes. yeah, some people might laugh at this. Some people might think this is a funny pick. But if you listen to this song, you are mentally slamming, you are shakering, you are hanging loose, you are wishing you were surfing with Fletcher, you are fucking living because this song is incredible. Yeah, you wish you were that guy that called up Fletcher <laughs> Fletcher on the Pennywise VHS and got really big legged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is like the anthem to slamming in your flip flops. <laughs> well, I've never I've never slammed in flip flops, and I hope I never do. But you know, verse three, when you're feeling too close to the bottom. You know who it is you can count on. Someone will pick you up again. It's so sick. I'm like fired up. This one goes out to PB, goes out to Poway, goes out to all those places where this is essentially the national anthem. And before the the Chargers stabbed San Diego in the back and completely made me not care about the NFL at all, this was played every time there was a touchdown, and God damn it, I loved it. Yeah, this is classic. I never listen to it anymore, but that's only because I've listened to it more times than any human should ever listen to any song. Um, <laughs> and it's so tasteful. They put it as the last song on the record, right? So it's like the easiest song ever to avoid. And I love that because, dude, it's right where it should be. 
and it makes me not hate this record. Like I have it on vinyl. I still listen to it. I love this Pennywise record. I'm going to take a song uh, from this record, probably in this round. And I just think that anyone that blows off this band, they should check out this record because the drumming is like so fast and the riffs are so straightforward. Like it, this album just kicks ass. The second album, uh, unknown road, the songwriting might be technically a little bit better, but the drumming is not as fast. And so this first one is just, it brings the heat. Although we are talking about Broham, which is not fast. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, It's perfect. It is. It's a, it's the perfect like way to end a record, right? Like put your anthem at the end. It's the posse cut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw him, Ventura Fairgrounds, like, you know, they ended with a song and everyone got up on the stage, stormed past the barrier, and like they had to shut down. It was so ill. How many times do you think they've played the song live? Every time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think they, they've, have they ever, that's the, that's the more like pretty question, right? Like, have they ever played a show? since the song was written and not played the song. Uh, no way. Definitely. No. no. And uh, has anyone ever seen footage of Zoli doing this with them? I haven't, but now I'm intrigued. Oh, I want that, dude. I'm going to I'm going to YouTube that tonight. I'm going to put yeah. Dude, as soon as Ben gets going on his his round 3, I'm on it, dude. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, Ben, round 3. All right, I've been inspired by Dan. I got to pick an, a song off this album too. Um, I always thought there was something like insteadish about this album. And I know it was recorded almost at the, it, maybe a year or not even a year after um, what we believe was recorded by Brett Gerwitz at um, West Beach Studios. And recently, Steve Larson from Instead, I asked him about it. I go, I don't know. I get a vibe like a like a straight edge band vibe from Pennywise, which is just the most ironic thing in the world. And he goes, "Oh, when Brett Gerwitz first played us Pennywise, he goes, what do you think of this band?'" And he goes, "I thought it sounded like instead with mixed with Bad Religion." And I'm like, "That's exactly what how, how I feel." Um, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. they just have this stink attached to them of the broiness, and which is they are. I mean, it's true. But like the music's so good, it's like I don't give a fuck. Like half those New York guys are fucking ex-cons. Like if we're gonna judge people by their lifestyle, fuck it. Um, but oh, I'm gonna go. The, I'm ben gonna said go. That the, not me. Yeah, it's Ben Merlis, uh, Silver Lake, <laughs> Los Angeles. Not Zach Nelson in uh, San Diego, California. I'm glad you got my where I lived two neighborhoods ago. Yes, Silver Lake. Um, I'm gonna He's go to protect you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I still live in Silver Lake. Uh, I'm going to go Pennywise, The Secret, because this has this real kind of mid-tempo, like stompy thing going on, and, and it really stands out. There, There isn't another song on this album that has this vibe to it. Um, and it's got great lyrics, too. Hey, mom and dad, please don't hate me. Um we're only gonna die off in time. In time, we're only gonna die before our time until we start succumbing to mankind. Oh. Hell yeah! So good. it's a mid-tempo banger, dude. Because they is. come out the gate with like two blazers, right? Maybe, I mean, the first four songs in this record are insane, right? Wouldn't it be nice to start off the LP with just like that that Tom fill, and then to come in, and then rules is like 
a 90 second banger. Like it is a perfect hardcore song, the secret, the mid tempo banger. And then living for today is like, it starts out with like kind of the, the slow fast, although it doesn't have that vibe, but it's not all the way fast because at the end it cuts out and then goes fast. It's like, Holy shit, dude. One, two, three, four. Absolutely. Perfect. I don't know. Yeah. I love the song, Ben. This is a great pick. I don't know if it would have been the one I choose. Cause you know what? Let me see. Yeah. The world is my oyster on this uh, Pennywise record. I think that no reason why might be the best song. And it's like, so that's right before bro him. So this album is very bookended with heavy shit. Um, but I'm gonna take the first song. Wouldn't it be nice? Just because sometimes when you like multiple songs on the album, choosing that first song gives you the vibe for the whole album to come. That's one of my philosophies. So I will take that the first song. Wouldn't it be nice? Um, but yeah, I love that we gave this album so much love. Clevo, what is like the I don't I don't mean to put the whole East Coast on you, but like what was you and your friends' opinion of Pennywise? Um, well, again, because I didn't really live on the East Coast until '95, um, and was living, you know, all over um, <clears throat> between '90 and '95. Like, I didn't really hear what it was like until people were like, "Yeah, they were totally broy." Um, when I when I like got out of the army, I moved back home, and you know, like I said, I went back and um, picked up a bunch of stuff that I had missed. Um, I used to listen to the first Punkorama comp, this album, and Unknown Road, Unknown Road, so much. When I used, I used to deliver pizzas, and I would just drive around listening to like all this like epitaph, like early '90s epitaph stuff. And uh, yeah, this this I actually had this song on my list. Um, you know, I think we've talked about Bad Religion so much. Um, this is like this is like the Bad Religioniest song, I think of of this record uh, but yeah this is it's a hit yeah everyone check out this lp there's three songs on the playlist so handle business um and let's go back to clevo for round number four all right i have to circle back and uh get my get my uh hometown hometown heroes on and i'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take what i think is a deep cut from the integrity lp uh i'm gonna take the song tempest um I, I think that this song um, probably doesn't get as much shine as, as some of the other stuff on the record. Um, you know, I think it's uh it's, it's, it's like, sh- it hits like quick. Um, you know, it has those, those fast parts, it, but then it also has like that, that dwid weirdness in it where it's like, you know, don't leave me out in <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, you know, again, integrity, this album, um, you know, for as, as, groundbreaking as a lot of people think this record is um it's really pretty straightforward hardcore just with you know it gets a little bit out there like you know from the cover art to to you know like the the mysteriousness around it but it when you look back on it you know it's a lot of like open e chuggy chuggy hardcore Right, but it's 91, so it's even pretty early on that, and they still got like the fast parts. When, yeah. when I first listened to this album, this was my favorite song off it because it is the most straightforward hardcore, right? It starts out with a like an E chord ring out with like the drums just going double time. Do da, do da, do da, do da, do da. And then the cutout into the breakdown is so good, right? 
it's just a symbol choke and the car, the guitar is going or whatever. And then it just comes in on the drums. And it's so sick. It's like, it's such a good hardcore trope, right? A choke, symbol choke guitar keeps going. And then when the drums come in, that guitar that's doing like the riff on the cutout keeps going. And then the other one does big open notes. Yeah. Um, so good. I, I absolutely love the song. It was on my short list as well. Well, maybe it's not a deep cut. I don't think anything on this LP is a deep cut because like, you know, a lot of the songs or a handful of the songs are previously re-released, right? They're re-recorded. And then so, like just everything on this thing is, is a banger. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, so there's songs on this record that go all the way back to Die Hard. Right. And then, you know, up to like, you know, there's re-recorded stuff from the from the seven inch. There's re-recorded stuff from, you know, the splits slash the the cassette single. Um, you know, and then like the handful of new songs. It's like really is just sort of, you know, like basically like we're doing an LP, we're just gonna put like every song we have on it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of sick in that way because like it's it's what some bands are doing now, right? Like if you look at that end it twelve inch that came out this year, you know it's like they did a new EP with like six songs, and for the twelve inch they just tossed everything else that they had recorded on there because it hadn't come out on vinyl yet. So it's like here, well, well, basically it's like the new end it LP or EP with six songs. It's like they tossed everything else on there. Very similar, also like the to the field of flames 12 inch it's the same thing right like new ep put it out on vinyl but like the ep that hadn't come out on vinyl toss that on the other side you know it's so ill i i love that and yeah this is like the earliest incarnation of it right like we got some new tracks we're gonna do an lp let's just toss all our best shit on here but everything is everything is like new recordings no fair fair but but still it's like you're basically like setting the, you're cleaning the slate, right? Where if you want to see integrity in 91 and beyond, they're saying, here's the LP that you need to see us, right? Like you're not going to miss something by, you know, if you didn't have the demo tape. Yeah. Um, also, this was just, you know, weird because when I left, when I left Ohio, um, these guys, you know, it was all still like youth crewy, clean cut, you know, like sort of starting to get to, get a little weird and then like you know people sent me tapes of this stuff and you know i i would hear you know like how things were going and then like you know i come home and dude's got long blue hair and wearing like you know massive gerbo jeans and it was just like <laughs> totally totally different from like the two years before when i left so okay dan let's go to you for your number four okay number four is it number four yeah um all right well I think what's interesting is having born against then Pennywise and then you know what I think the perfect bread born against and bikini kill bread with Pennywise in the middle of the sandwich that's where I'm going um god it's so hard to decide between um the two songs that I want um but one is a lot more punk than the other. So just to, um, I don't know, just to give Zach something, I I will go suck my left one bikini kill because 
the song is amazing. I love the, the the song title. It's just absolutely amazing. Um and it it's just a Riot Girl anthem, like an absolute Riot Girl anthem. It's like incredible. It's it's dealing with uh you know, there's a few songs actually in my list that are dealing with like somewhat potential abuse um themes um but this one this one's um really really just fuck you do not touch us do not you know do not disrespect us and you know this is just you know instead of suck my dick suck my left one bikini kill life-changing band um this song is incredible and the way Kathleen Hanna's voice can go from a screech to this really like in the pocket, almost like tuneful, like baritone over like hard raging punk, just it, it, it makes them stand apart from all of their peers, in my opinion, of just having so much charisma and so much tunefulness and so much great songwriting. So I fucking love Bikini Kill, and I love this song. Oh yeah, Clevo, you got anything on this? No, I, you know, great pick. Um, you know, super, super important band, um, and you know, probably a band that at the time was not getting as much, you know, probably notice from like the hardcore scene. Um, you know, definitely was 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 kind of outside of what you know a lot of the hardcore kids were probably listening to at the time so um you know circling back you know they definitely um have you know more probably a probably a broader audience now than they did then um and and, you know and rightfully so including your boy who bought that 12 inch this year what's up um okay ben let's go to you round number four Ooh, this is a tough one because (laughs) Jesus, I can feel it. <laughs> is Barry White on the pod? <laughs> I can feel it in my taint. <laughs> well, I'm getting over an illness, so I'm I'm, us- I'm using the cough button like you wouldn't believe today. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, a song called "Dwell" off the self-titled Lifetime Seven Inch. This is a seven inch that I think the band themselves at this point disown. They're like, oh, we got so much better later on. But I really love this early era lifetime. It's there. It's just there's such a sadness to it, and it's sort of like new age. It's like verbal assault inspired new age straight edge sounding music with like an emo singer over over the music. And it's and you'd think like, oh, there's like a billion bands that did that. It's like there weren't really. They really were kind of singular. That exact combination of of you know, vocals and music. Um, You didn't hear that many bands doing that kind of thing. It was either like, you know, shouting or screaming over that style of music, or it was, you know, emo music uh, underneath emo style vocals. And I know like any member of Lifetime who, if they ever heard this would be like, Oh, don't call us emo. (laughs) And it's like, I'm not, it's just Ari's vocals are kind of like that, you know, like, he's not pushing his voice. He's it's almost like mellow. I mean, it is mellow the vocals. Um, but I love, uh, dwells like, uh, 
it's sort of another heartbreak song. Fuck it. Uh, let's just uh, continue the theme of New Jersey uh, hardcore bands uh, singing songs about heartbreak in the year 1991. Anybody uh, else have uh, standout tracks on this one? Are you sure that it's not a song about straight edge? <laughs> <laughs> Having trouble seeing through the haze. Fuck, it might be. <laughs> Is it, isn't this, uh, doesn't this have a track where there's definitely like a cough in the, uh, in the, in, in that like, in the studio, Ari probably coughs and it's in the, it's in there. Or am I just thinking of something else? I've never heard that before. And maybe it's something I've heard a billion times and not interpreted it as a cough. But now I'm really curious if you can find the cough, <laughs> like where that lands. We need one of those posy Chris timestamps for the cough. Well, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll see um, when I listen to the playlist if this is the song that has it. Oh, and this also I has. Sure this, oh, go ahead, Ben. Oh, oh, this also has this like leeway style breakdown at the end of the song. Almost like the intro to the first leeway album is like the outro of this song, which is I. I actually asked Dan. I go, was that on purpose? He goes, never. No, it was not conscious. Huh. That's interesting. I shortlisted the song "Gone." but I don't think it's going to make my list because there's, this is a really interesting year. There's a lot I want on here. I think for my number four, I'm going to take the song field of darkness by peg boy. Um, this is a great LP and this is a standout track. I had two songs off this that I was thinking about taking, but this one's just perfect. The chorus is better than the other song that I was going to take. And it just starts out mid tempo and it's got that lead that is just, right in the feels. And then it's just one of those songs where the verse is almost catchy enough to be the chorus, but it's not the chorus. The chorus is even catchier. So what's up? And uh, yeah, if people aren't familiar with peg boy, you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, but if you're not imagine like face to face, don't turn away the first record. If you like took them to a car wash and just hosed off all the douche, that would be peg boy. <laughs> So, because like it's the songs that are like that good, right? But it's just, it doesn't give you like a little bit of that icky feeling of, oh, well, a two, a one, two, three, four, uh, gonna go through a drive through and shoot a straw in your face. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's Pegboy, dude. I love it. Clevo, you love this record. Um, I actually um, was never a big fan. And thanks to this podcast and the numerous times um, this has been brought up. I think probably in the top 100, you guys might have talked about it. Um, I did check it out, um, but yeah, not something I'm very well, very well versed in. Huh? I got it wrong, Ben. Do you like this at all? Um, this is an incredible album. I think my band, Surprise Vacation, is probably cl- sounds closest to this band. Not that we sound that much like Big Boy, but probably closest to this band than than any other band I can think of. And then also um, this is probably the only pick that's going to happen tonight where it's a record that I was aware of as as it was coming out because it was in a Santa Cruz skateboard video that came out in 91. Um, Yeah, this is incredible. This is great. This is, this is the, from the ashes of naked Ray gun. Same guitarist. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, he leaves Naked Raygun and he does this. Although Naked Raygun does continue after he leaves and does have more classic for songs on the album. Is that correct, Ben? You're right. I sh- I shouldn't have said from the ashes of Naked Raygun. This guy Haggerty leaves uh, after the second to last Naked Raygun album from that era, you know, the 80s and 90s. And so there were um, R- Pigboy and Naked Raygun's Naked Ray Gun records being released concurrently, at least in 1990, there was. So yes, they they, they coexisted. Right on. Okay, Clevo, let's go to you. Round number one, two, three, four, five. Yep. Um, I am going to uh, go with Leatherface off of the Mush LP, and this is a hard one because there's <laughs> this is nothing but hits. Um, I'm going to say Dead Industrial Atmosphere. Um, you know, if you're, if you're not familiar with Leatherface, um, and another, another band that was described to me before I heard them, that it's like almost like Jawbreaker with Lemmy singing, um, um, gruff vocals over, you know, fairly melodic music, um, dead industrial atmosphere, just, it's like, like, uh, the, the song itself, um, you know, just was like talking about like dead dead industrial towns and it just like it paints like the bleakest picture which you know it's the north so um but yeah this record front to back uh it's, it it's awesome um probably the, the leatherface magnum opus um and probably the the, the record that if you're going to check them out this is the record that someone would probably hand you um but yeah anything anything off of this record probably could have picked yeah, except for the police cover. But, oh, yeah. I love that. Do you? Yeah, I, that. Oh. But I also actually like that song, like the police version of that song. Oh, I love the song. It's just a little too on the nose. Like, why are you covering a song that's like one of the most popular songs in the history of Earth? <laughs> you know. But I guess it's cool. Like, and that the Jawbreaker with Lemmy singing is a pretty great <laughs> description here. This record is so good. It's like. Perfect front to back, although I could lose that cover, like I said. Um, Dan, did you ever get into this? It is British. Why, I, man, of course I did. <laughs> From Newcastle. <laughs> um, I think Leatherface are great. Um, they they um, are the band that have been so consistent, so they're so consistent that you don't like check in on them all the time. But their lyrics are fantastic. Uh, Dead Industrial Town, especially like the, I mean, it is really what it's like to be going through the North at the end of the eighties. <laughs> like it's, it's really, really great. Um, I think they're, um, I mean, from 1991 and then in what, 2001, they put out a split with, uh, oh no, not a split. Um, what did they put out in 2001? Well, they, they did split with hot water music is what you're talking about. That's right. That's right. And it was fantastic then. So it's like no, no drop off. Like, but like Clevo says, this is the record to discover them on. The- right. And I, I don't love that album that comes out right after that split, that horse box one is on BYO as well. Oh, it's not I, that great. I, I think that that has its moments, but that's also one that's like, did you really have to cover true colors? Like, Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, lyrically, 
I just like the song. He just he just puts things like and smelled George Orwell as a funeral goes on. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like that just like hits you. So ill. Yeah, and I didn't even know that I didn't know that the second LP existed. I'm looking on Discogs. Because I always thought that people consider the three, the Cherry Knoll, Mush, and Minx is like the three classics. But apparently there's an album called Fill Your Boots that came second. Um anyway. For the people that aren't familiar with this stuff, don't fuck around. Just get mush. It's the one. Listen to it front and back. If you love it, then you can branch out. But there's no point in uh, anyone that tells you, listen to Minx first. Listen to Cherry Knoll first. They're lying. Just get into <laughs> mush. Um, and I'm going to take something off this for sure. Dan, round number five. Okay. I feel like this is going really quickly and like, Good stuff is just getting grabbed left, right, and center, you know? Um, so I've got three picks left. Okay. I'm going to go Fugazi Latin Roots. Um, this song's incredible. It's um, lyrically unbelievable dealing with – it's kind of like a allegory – of abuse, but also at the same time, the way that America has abused the world. Um, it's, it's really, um, well, that's my take on it at least. Um, and it's a, it's a gee song and it is so like jazzy. <laughs> God, that will be the death, <laughs> the death <laughs> review. It's not like, I don't want that to be anything that holds people against it. It is like, upbeat pissed fucking sick but it's got such a groove to it and then you know it's time to meet your makers at the end sounds like it's time to meet jamaicans which i always sing um it's an incredible song i mean i might even take a second song off this lp but this don't 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 fuck on the playlist please i'm not trying to i i I absolutely worship this and long division. So, you know, Um, I went with this one first just because it's a song I go back to all the time and I absolutely love it. And it just, there's nothing that sounds like this. It's really pissed, but tuneful, um, chaotic yet completely groove filled. That's, that's the way I'm describing all this because it's a fantastic song. Jump in on that, Ben. Yeah, this is one of the better songs off uh, this album. This song Steady is actually diet. "Steady Diet of Nothing." The song is actually about getting laid. Um, Guy having sex with this uh, woman who is of Latin descent, um, lying on our backs. This is your parents' bed, a good place to be laid because it's so neatly made. Um, yeah, it, and he does this thing. It's kind of like a, a mark. Is it a Marky Smith thing where he goes, your Latin roots are like adding a vowel to a, to a word, you know, like, you know, I love that. Uh, Yeah, of course that, 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 that drives it home for you. Um, This is not one of the better Fugazi albums, but this is one of the better songs on it, on this album, this album. There's like three, probably two or three standout tracks for me. Cleveland, you want to touch this or should we shoot it to Ben? I mean, yeah, I, I I had Fugazi on my list, uh, you know, um, knowing 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 your take on them, but uh, not this song. 
but I probably won't won't take them now since since Dan got it in there. It's just a gimmick. I don't hate Fugazi people. They're just not a hardcore band. Okay, Ben, let's go to you. Number five. <laughs> Number five. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep it New Age, and I'm gonna keep it New Jersey. I'm gonna go mouthpiece with the song "Frame" off their self-titled seven-inch EP. Um, this song, it's funny. Before I had ever heard it, I read um, a write-up in Thrasher magazine about them that describes the beginning of this song so perfectly that when I heard the song, it was like I had already heard it because it's like feedback fills the room, two snare hits, and then the band bursts into the song. And it's like, that's exactly how it starts. Um, It's very similar to Just How Much by Chain of Strength, um, but it's great in its own way. We've talked about, you know, the not the imperfect drumming of, of one Jason Jammer. And uh, you know, some that can either make or break a band for you. Um, I, I find it charming. I think this band, the the main takeaway for mouthpiece is like, I already named like a, all those bands that broke up the same year. So who's flying the flag for like straightforward, hardcore, uh, straight edge, hardcore, really mouthpieces like the, the band to do that. And um, like uh, Tim, the singer, Tim McMahon is such a true believer. He's like, to this day, he's like, so hyped on straight edge hardcore it's like fuck yeah like there couldn't have been a better person or band to to fly the flag at that time yeah this is a pretty straightforward hardcore song um although the end instead of going to like traditional youth crew it's kind of more like (laughs) like the end of the song like kind of birthed all of battery's greatest songs you know so that's my take. This is a good song. I dig it. I dig it. Although the guy that described it to you, Ben, he missed out on all those uh, Tom hits before the snare hits. Maybe he, well, maybe he didn't. I mean, it's been a while since I read it. Fair enough. Dan, do you love this? Do you love the whole uh, mouthpiece ride? Yeah, I've always had a, a soft spot for mouthpiece. Can We Win is my choice off of this record and it was on my short list but since ben's chose this it it maybe opens something else up but the this is where the epic pylon sing-along is like created like this kind of vibe this strife and and a few other things are where it goes from being you know what would be 80s to being like this is kind of like the signature moment of these next few years yeah, it's all off that the judge part, right? The give it up. Yeah. Can yeah. we win? That's a big sing along, but this frame song is better. This is on my short list. This yeah. is this is great. And yeah. I, I'm it's funny because we all have our opinions on mouthpiece of what's the best stuff. I think that a lot of people lean that last seven inch. For me, I'm an LP guy. Um, and then I think that maybe Pops had this seven inch on his top one hundred the nineties. So it's it's always pretty sick, I think, when you look at bands' careers and people are taking different records from it. I, I think I think the seven inch for me, but I think mostly um just on the strength of the song still. Like I would have taken still, um, which that also has like the epic sing along. Um but yeah, um, you know, they're <laughs> the, the the last I mean the last seven inch does does get a little more melodic, but you know, 
LP and the seven inch, you know, are it's not like it's not like they they rewrote the playbook between the seven inch and the LP. Right, right. Okay, let's go on to. Oh shit! Is it me? It is me. I should have uh, been prepared. Let's see what I want. How about I take an integrity song? I'm gonna take Judgment Day on just the power of that whammy bar part. Um, the chokes on the cymbals in the beginning and then also going to the breakdown, but also that whammy bar. Again, it's just anything off this LP you can't miss. Um, and I've chosen a bunch of songs off it before for different things, but I haven't chosen this one, and this is my, one of my favorites because Clevo took my other favorite. And actually, you know what? I should have taken uh, Descent into Darkness because they're both here. And that is my absolute favorite integrity, right? With that intro, like you already have darkness. It's appeared before on like the only the strong comp. And so like, what can they do to make it better? Oh, they add an intro that actually elevates that song. But yeah, I'm still sticking with my pick here. I'm taking judgment day. And also another shout out on the song. That one part where like, there's a death metal vocal, like mixed pretty low. When, when one of the times it says judgment day, <laughs> If you listen to it, you can hear it. And the first time I ever heard it, I was like, what the fuck? And I had to keep going back because I had it on tape, you know, and then you keep having to like listen an extra 20 seconds. He didn't want to. And uh, yeah, I finally found it. And I was like, what the fuck? This is wild. It's just cool. Cause like they went into the, the studio with a mission, right? And like knew they wanted to layer certain parts. So I absolutely love it. Um, you want to touch on this or should we send it back to Clevo for round number six? Um, just, uh, you know, this is one of the diehard songs. Right. Um, and it's funny because on the, uh, the, the, oh, the record with Stork singing, um, it, it has this with different lyrics and it sounds so wrong to me whenever I hear it. Is there just one song on there on the, on that LP that has different lyrics? The Sin Integrity song? No, I think. I one. think honestly, I think that he wrote all new lyrics for for all the songs. I, I'd have to go back and look at it. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that LP in forever. I've I, I think I think Stork had all all new lyrics. Well, some people are looking out for number one, but we're seeing what is Clevo looking out for for number six. Um, we've now reached the this is an on Spotify section of the the evening. <laughs> um, and uh, this one, it kills me that this isn't on, on Spotify. Sick of it all. We Stand Alone, the 7-inch version. Um, damn, this song, this is like classic Sick of It All. Oh, this song is so fucking good. Uh, the, the breakdown, um, you know, lose vocals. But the, that whole part in the, in, the, in, the, in the end, that breakdown, it's like, we, we don't need anyone. Stand alone. Stand alone. And, it's in our hearts, it's in our head, it's in our soul. We stand alone. Yeah, top yeah. five sick of it all songs. Oh my God. And the fact that the 7-inch version is not streaming just fucking sucks. Agreed. Well, um, we'll put also, the 92 version on the playlist. How good is the Minor Threat cover on this record? Oh my God. Last um, chance to dance, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... Uh, when I when I lived in Germany, you know, like one of the few CDs I could find because uh, they were on In Effect, which was Relativity, which was something else in, in Europe. Um, the European version of the CD has like 
extra live tracks on it. Um, but yeah, this, I listen to this so much. I remember, um, I think I was living in, I think I was stationed in Georgia. We went to the, like we, we like went to the store or something like that. And I got, I got the cassette of this. Like I had no idea it was coming out. Um, it was like, just like such a, such a pleasant surprise and just, yeah. But this, I think on this record of the, of the three new songs, including the cover, this is, this is the one, but you know, the other, what's the other one and what's going on? Um, also great song, but this, this record's fucking great. So Absolutely. sick. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's a great pick. How, how we'll put the, uh, the we'll put the LP version on the playlist yeah. for people that haven't heard it. But if you haven't heard it, come on, man! How ironic is it that the you know the song so far that isn't on on uh, Spotify in any of our lit playlists is by Sick of It All? Like, come on! Like, are you kidding me? How is this not on Spotify? It's Sick of It All. You know what's funny is I was looking at that playlist and then uh, I was like searching a couple different places because I actually don't have MP3s of this, which I was shocked because I thought I did for sure. But yeah, I like went through my Discogs collection. I was like 1991, sick of it all. I was like, I was like, oh shit! And then I was like, well, it's got to be on Spotify. And I was like searching and just like searching. I'm like, it's got to be here, and it's it definitely is not. Ben, the first half of. Uh... Cleva's Rorschach pick isn't on. Ugly isn't on, but Skin Culture is on from oh, the LP version. You know what that means? The uh, yeah, it's not the um, it's not the um, what do you call it? Different the, version, uh, different version, the seven-inch version. Right, right, right. But we'll put it on for the people because it's close. We'll uh, we'll see. Okay, Dan, number six. <sighs> it's getting tough now. It's getting really tough. It's getting absolutely. Oh, God. All right. I'm going for it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the boat out there. I'm pushing it out. Territorial pissings, Nirvana. <clears throat> now, yes, this is off one of the biggest albums of all time, but this song is punk as fuck. Um, the riff is incredible. The drumming, when it, it comes in, like this is how I want Dave Grohl. I don't want him to be on every single music documentary I've ever fucking watched. Get back behind the drum kit and do this. Um, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's like it, it has that. Um, you know, ma- is it Mamas and Papas that they're uh, doing that wacky voice at the beginning? Come on, people, now smile on your brother. Is that the birds or is it Mamas and Papas? I can't remember. Or Jefferson Starship, I don't uh, airplane. I mean, that is neither. either way. Yeah, it it's definitely some hippie shit that they're doing, like from an old '60s record, and then it just fucking rips in with that riff. And then when I was an alien, so good. Um, the lyrics are really minimal, but they're saying something, and um, gotta find a way, a better way. Like, I really love this song. It stayed with me from the moment I've heard it till today in 2022. So um, I'm putting it on my list. This is my favorite Nirvana song if I had to choose. But no gun to my head. I'm choosing none. Um, yeah. I, just, I, was just, I already liked Slayer by this point. And so, I don't know. All this Seattle shit missed me. 
and I kind of hate it all. Although I do like the gin blossoms. Um, <laughs> yeah, is, Ben, Ben or Clevo, you want to talk this? Yeah, I want to talk about this. This is this is the only one of those big grunge bands I like, and I actually did see them in 1991. And I just looked it up, so it was L.A. Sports Arena, December 27th, 1991, opening for the world's. Actually, in be in between the two worst bands of all time, Pearl Jam opening, we missed them on purpose, and Red Hot Chili Peppers closing. So I was there to see Nirvana. And they did play this song because I'm on set list FM and territorial pissings is listed. Um, even though, you know, my memory, I couldn't have told you that based on my own memory, but this is one of their better songs. And, um, did you stage seal? I stage sealed. I at stage the sports arena, he couldn't get close to the stage. <laughs> he was at SeaWorld listening. Um, the, song that they sing at the beginning is by the Youngbloods, a uh, song from 1967 called Get Together. And speaking of Youngblood, can we please get that Life's Halt 7-inch on uh, Spotify? <laughs> 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 All right. Clevo, you want to touch this, or should we go to Ben for his number six? Uh, I mean, it's Nirvana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right on, Dan. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben, let's go to you, number six. He Clevo sounded so defeated when he said that. Come on, it's Nirvana. <laughs> I mean, like I don't even I, know I, if I don't, he likes Nirvana I, or not. I just don't know what else can possibly be said about like the band that's probably been talked about the most in the past thirty years. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, they killed you know, the providing providing insight. Like Bedge was at the sports arena, and Dave Grohl stopped being in music documentaries. Those are valid points. <laughs> I did see a joke. That isn't isn't the bass player like a super mega guy now? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I think he might be. And oh, someone okay. was like, "Oh, Kurt Cobain shot the wrong guy from Nirvana." <laughs> Jesus. All right, Ben. Let's go to you, number six. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do another Pegboy track. Uh, Zach picked Field of Darkness, which is an excellent pick. But I'm gonna. I'm doing the first song I ever heard by them which is my favorite song probably to this day, Superstar. Um, it's almost like it's, he's basically saying, I want to be a rock star, which is something you don't really hear that much in punk music. But I mean, obviously there's a little bit of a tongue in cheek uh, vibe to it because I don't think he ever thought for a second. Yeah. Maybe I could be a rock star one day. Um, it just has that cool like guitar intro and then the bass comes in kind of this like cool mid-tempo driving song. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Pig boy made maybe did they make three albums or four albums? This is the best album. The one that came out this year, which is uh, strong reaction. The first album, first peg boy album. I thought it was two. Two LPs and then like they're surrounded by seven inches, no? Uh there's uh at least three. I don't know why I can't can't just do this off of memory. Um but the other ones aren't as good. Yeah, there's three. There's three LPs. All came out in the nineties. Um strong reaction, the best. Um, it just makes me want to write a skateboard, probably because I saw it in a skateboard skate video. That's Chicago. sick. Yeah, I love this song. This whole record is just so solid. Um, and it has gotten a recent repress. So it's available out there in stores. Everyone track it down. 
Also, uh, leather Leatherface Mush. Oh, actually, let me just go into my pick. I'm going to take Baked Potato off Leatherface Mush. And yeah, I just saw that this recently got repressed. I saw it in a store the other day. So it is available. Dude, <laughs> this song has been one of my favorite songs for so long. The lyrics are just like, God, this is a feeling, you know? Like, what the fuck is he talking about? But it's like, for some reason, it works, right? That everybody knows I cook baked potatoes. Everybody knows which way the wind blows. Like, that shit. And then on the second chorus, he, like, puts it in different order. I love, like, those little tiny changes. They just make make you pay attention a little more. Um but yeah, I love this record. And if I was going to stay a standout song, it would be this. Um, it's my absolute favorite. So I had to have Leatherface on here. I'm trying to think what my other backup was. But uh, yeah, if if you ever want to feel things, listen to this record, people. Uh, it's good for that, for like feeling and stuff, you know? Um, yeah. And let's shoot it back to Clevo. It's the heartbreak, the heartbreak round. It is round number seven heartbreak round and we touched on this before not being on spotify but uh i'm gonna take shackle down by infest off of the man uh off of the mankind seven inch self-titled whatever it is um yeah um damn this uh this song um just you know has so much yolo and it's just like it, it it is it is what infest is it is like power violence it's just like when he's just like let's get him (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean this whole record you know what what do we have here a a 10 track seven inch um but yeah this i think this is the fucking the jammer the 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 just the fuzzed out bass it kicks off with and then just like the just like the Everything being as it, where it's like, it swings a little bit. Um, yeah, fucking infest, fucking great. Well, because they're veteran songwriters at this point, right? Like, Slave is 88, I think. So, like, this is three years later. That's insane. And yeah, they know, like, they're so good at delivering, like, curveballs in their short songs and also, like, delivering exactly what you want them to do. You know, um, I got to decide if I'm going to take something off this. The The song Judge Me is my favorite off this record. I'll, I'll say that and talk it real quick. Just because like I was saying, like the curveballs, like that song is so sick. It just starts with like a straight hardcore beat, like just doing double time. And you're like, oh, what's up? Like Infest is just going to play a straight hardcore song. And then, of course, it goes into the scissor beat and then does a cutout and then finishes a two step. You know what I mean? It's like, God damn, Infest can like fit an opus into 40 seconds, you know, and so good and so catchy and that voice just bordering on ridiculous but leaning more to this awesome um absolutely love it this is a great pick and you're gonna win a lot of uh a lot of votes if you're the only person that has infest on your list that's for sure uh dan you want to touch this or you want to take your number seven well i i I think he think he summed it up perfectly with the way like that ad lib just fucking like (laughs) nails the vibe of what this band delivers especially you know having seen them after they've you know kind of come back and everything and it just is just the same fucking great pick um okay we're getting 
down to my heart. Dan's going to take Pearl Jam. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Ride the Black Circle is pretty punk, says Dan. I don't know what that is, thankfully. Um, So I won't go through all the things that I'm not going to pick. I'll save that for for, um, the um, thing where we talk about Honorable mentions. <laughs> the things that, yeah, the honorable mentions that we didn't get. Sorry, I'm just really trying to decide between three songs, and one of them. Fuck it, I've just got to be real. I'm going. My brain hurts. Screeching weasel. Oh, that's it's, this year. Yeah. Oh shit. Accor- according, to, well, let me double check. I'm going to click on it really quick. Sorry. <laughs> Just make sure that it is 1991 because it, I've been led to believe that, yeah, 91. So oh, I'm going, my brain hurts because it is everything you want from a pop punk song. It's like two minutes 40. It's catchy. It has verses that are arguably as catchy as the chorus. And um, it's recorded really well. And it's something that I listened to, you know, a couple of years after that, more like almost as much as anything I listened to in 92, 93. So um, I'm taking Screeching Weasel because when they are on, they're one of the best, like, you know, bands to do it since the Ramones, you know, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of filler in a lot of their stuff, but the good songs, the cream rises to the top, you know, and this is one of their very, very best. Um, yeah, it. I'm I'm really bummed not to take something with a drum machine in it. I'm really, really bummed to have not put, you know, walking on, walking on, broken glass. Um, we should do that as a, we should do that as a head to head. Or yeah. a, no, you do a side A, side B. Side right? A, side B, definitely. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm going uh, rounding out this list with my starting it with Misha and ending it with my brain hurts. Um, that's that's my 1991 selection. You kind of fucked me and kind of saved me at the same time because I'm gonna have to take some off this if I'm being true to myself. Um, I didn't realize this was 91. And yeah, I love this LP. This is my favorite Screeching Weasel record by far. Um, oh, wow. In fact, I talked to Ben when the 90s list was going up because he, what do you like, Ben? You like Wiggle? I either picked Wiggle or Anthem for New Tomorrow. I think I picked Wiggle, but you know, I got Wiggle first. It's one of these things where, you know, they're one of these bands where it's like the first one you heard just probably skews your opinion. But this is, okay. I think this is the most. This is the most beloved one. My brain hurts is the one that comes up more than any of the other ones. Well, now I'm more infuriated, right? Because I go to Ben and I'm like, look, dude, I really want my brain hurts to be on the list because I think it's the best by far. And it's my favorite, you know? And he's like, yeah, I listen to it. I still like wiggle more. And <laughs> because he rated wiggle higher, that's the one that got on the list. I don't know if it was wiggle or if it was uh <laughs> anthem for new america oh they're both the same i like, took anthem for a new tomorrow on the 90s list 
Oh, okay. Well, who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, my brain is my favorite. And this is great. This again, last song on the record, so good. But yeah, I'm gonna have to grab something for it. I think, which means I'm not gonna get infest on my list. Which and means Quavo's gonna, get... gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I mean, I don't that. care that much. I don't care that much about winning. It's more that that. God, I thought '91 was kind of a rough year, and it's like there's so much I want on here. There's okay, so and Zach, like... you don't you don't feel you don't care about winning. You feel you care about feeling well represented. That's right. I have to be true to myself, you know. Um, okay, Ben, Heartbreak Round, round number seven. Let's do it. Yeah, actually, I had uh, a Fugazi song down as an absolute, which was Reclamation, which is a pro-choice song, and it is my favorite song on this album that came out in 91, um, Steady Diet of Nothing. But I, reali- <laughs> I realize now I got to pick the song Burn by the band Life, but how to live it, question mark. Life but how to live it from Norway. Um, I've talked about this band before. I'm kind of like a champion of them because I, I they're sort of I don't I don't know if they got kind of shoved in a corner or like only people who care about European music are into them. I don't even know who their fans are honestly. I think maybe abolition type people because they were reissued by abolition. But this song "Burn" is it's like okay, the band kind of sounds like a punk version of Rush and. I know like half the people listening are like, oh, that's (laughs) cool. I'll never listen to them. That sounds awful. Well, I don't care. I fucking love Rush and I love punk. And and this is the only band that combines those two things. And the the lyrics are like, they're like the slick Rick of punk. They're like, it's epic storytelling. Like you close your eyes and you're watching a movie. Um, It's about, okay, first of all, keep in mind this band is Norwegian. They're singing a song about someone crossing the border from somewhere in latin america to the united states uh and the woman it's from the perspective of the of the woman and her husband gets murdered trying to cross the border she's pregnant with the child she gives birth to the child they end up you know they confront racism and and you know all the stuff that goes along with that and then by the end of the song, it's like we're burning the American flag, and it's like, wow, this it it's so like succinct and well put, and there's there are just so many lyrics, but they're all so fucking good. Like I got goosebumps just looking up the lyrics on Genius.com like a couple minutes ago and, and reading through them, and it's like, goddamn, I can just look at these lyrics and get goosebumps. Um, just. I, I know no one I know most of the people listening don't fucking know who this band is. Just fucking listen to it. Listen to the song. It's like watching a movie in your head. Anyone here, Clevo, Dan, or Zach, are you aware of this band or this song? Yeah, because it's such a terrible band name, but shout out to Gaul. Um so uh friend of the pod. <laughs> and believe it or not, it's on Spotify, so I'm looking forward to checking it out. Hell yeah. Um, this is another band that I think from from other from other episodes um, you've brought them up. And when I was listening through that playlist, um, I checked it out. Um, definitely want to do a deeper dive on it. Okay, my last pick. Oh, I wanted to take that Infest song so bad. I already talked it. Everyone knows and loves Infest. Right on. And then I was thinking about <laughs> taking that House of Suffering song. 
um, the draw the line song. Who's going to draw the line? Brothers and sisters. And then that verse riff is so good. Great. And then song. that, yeah. And then it would have been sick too, because since Dan is putting Nirvana on the playlist, uh, that house of suffering seven inch is not on Spotify, but you know, what is Dan, do you know this? Um, what the, the more recent amenity song? <laughs> no, there's a POD cover of that song. Oh shit. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. So if I was going to take that song, I was going to have to put the POD cover of that song on the playlist, but screeching weasel saved me. I'm going to take uh don't turn out the lights. Again, like Dan is saying, dude, Screeching Weasel is so catchy in the vocals, but what makes them magical is those leads. And his song, My Brain Hurts, has it perfectly. And then this one has it so perfectly. So good. And the way they just build to it, too, because it's like there's a good chorus already. There's that good lead already. And then they all come together at the end. It's just absolutely perfect songwriting. Like when I talk about when hardcore and punk is at its best, it's better than any other music out there. This is a perfect example of that, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I love this LP. I'm glad that Dan flagged this because I did not have it on my short list at all. But uh, that'll round us out. Let me go into my honorable mentions. I had Capitalist Casualties, Nuclear National Park. I had four uh, 411. The song Carnal Knowledge, that one's great because it's Dan O'Mahony's like Danzig impression. Ray and Porcel, Fame and Broken Glass, What's Up? 15, Someday, Mouthpiece, I had Frame, Ben Took It, Rorschach, I have the song Hardware, Resurrection, the song Fuck Your Sympathy, Lifetime, I took Gone, Christ on a Crutch, Paranoid, World of Vision, No Use for a Name, uh, that song hail to the king is sick the whole ringworm demo comes out this year no effects ribbed comes out i couldn't pick it i just dude listening to fat mike now is just like having your ass be chapped um <laughs> i just can't do it dude although that song nowhere was always one of my favorite no effects songs and i listened to it today because i was like you got to be true to yourself no posing on the super seven you know and i listened to it and i was like i just can't do it anymore dude like literally it makes my ass burn. You know, I just, I just can't stand him as a person. Uh, and I don't know him. Although I have emailed the, uh, the PR at fat record several times and always got left on not red. So what's <laughs> up punk rock, dude. Also telling people to do drugs is like the lamest thing in the fucking world, especially when you're rich. So fat Mike, go fuck yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Dan, <laughs> let's go to Clevo honorable mentions. Uh, let's see. Garden Variety, Hedge 7-Inch, uh, Mouthpiece still, we mentioned. Born Against, Nine Years. Uh, Face Value, the LP comes out this year, specifically Men From The Boys. Um, Crossed Out, which I was actually going to take when I took the Infest song, but Infest wins out on that. Uh, Nation of Ulysses, Ulithium. Um, let's see. Drive Like Jehu, self-titled LP. Fugazi, Keep Your Eyes Open, KYEO. Um, the First Heroin 7-Inch. Um, yes, the ringworm demo, confront payday, um, into another underlord. Um, and then, uh, not that it would have made it for this, but in 1991, the seven seconds old school CD came out and had, um, had a bunch of stuff on there that, uh, was great. So 
I'm surprised that Ben didn't get egregious and try to pick off that. That was the cassette I bought and then that year and then saw them later that year and not, didn't recognize them. They weren't <laughs> playing they weren't playing the old school stuff on that uh, on that tour, I take it. <laughs> nope. What was, a dick move. Was Kevin was Kevin playing guitar and singing? I can't remember if he was playing guitar and singing, but he had hair down to his ass. And which now that I think of it, he I saw them this year also at the Palladium and he also had hair down to his ass, but they were amazing and they played like every song I wanted to hear. So um, was uh that was a, this was a what what was it uh what's that other band he was in that now drop this drop is drop acid. acid. This is yeah. drop acid era. <laughs> yeah. Well about that. Um okay, Dan. All right, I'm just I'm just gonna do some songs. Long Division, Fugazi, Fame and Broken Glass, Ray and Porcel, and Drum Machine. Daydream, Outspoken, off Voice of the Voiceless. The Live No More, off Voice of the Voiceless. And Cruelty Free by Rob R. Rock. Um, Feels Blind was my other Bikini Kill song. Lundgren Crucifixion, In Contrast of Sin, How Do They Fall, All Off Integrity. Head Cold by Heroin, Can We Win, Mouthpiece. Behind This Wall and Thursday, Turning Point. Utopia, Citizen's Arrest, Curvature, which is the most perfect song about Penis Shape by Pansy Division, Breed by Nirvana, Justified, Naked Angels, Fuck Your Sympathy, Resurrection, In Defense of Reality, Shelter, Praise Krishna to both of those, Do It Yourself, Chokehold. Actually, there's about six songs off that Chokehold LP I could have taken, but I it didn't um, bind to faith ringworm as well as the rest of the demo. I'm out. Ben honorable Fugazi reclamation, gorilla biscuits distance from the ineffective video judge for forget this time split lip evolution from the voice of the voiceless comp radon, the song radon from uh, listen. Well, welcome home. Fuck. I can't even read the, the comp it's from. Uh, Radon from Florida. Farside, the band F-A-R-S-I-D-E, not the rap group. Farside, the song Hero. Battery, I Won't Fall. 411, Face the Flag. Drift Again, the song Drag from the Words to Live By, Words to Die For comp. Outspoken, Heart Still Beats from the Don't Admit Defeat single. Also, Outspoken, Start to Live from the Words to Live By comp. Uh, seaweed, the despised EP came out this year, super chunk, the song fishing, uh, which is also, which I discovered from those cinema beer videos actually came out in 91 leather face. I don't want to be the one to say it, which is my favorite song off mush, uh, shudder to think the song chocolate into another underlord. I'm picking that just like Clevo did as an honorable, uh, I put jawbreaker question mark, um, Ice Burn, the song Fall off the Burn Fall 7-inch. Uh, uh, lots of whispering in that. Um, the, cho- the Chorus, formerly A Course of Disapproval, the song Full Circle Stop. Corrupted Ideals, They Bleed Me. Ray and Porcel, the song Fame, but only the drummer. Majority of One, One Man, Refuse to Fall, Temporary Eye. It has one of the illest hip-hop drum intros. Christ on a Crutch, the Crime Pays When Pigs Die LP. FYP made in the USA gutter mouth the song race track off their first album encounter the lost EP rhythm collision. I should have known schlep rock long time ago, the skew ball grand union seven inch 
down by law. Okay, ben, ben says listing songs from '91. There's no way these are honorable mentions, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have them as honorable. <laughs> I gotta say that Ben literally got all of those sessions compilations, and they must have had a massive impact on him because it's every middle of the road bro punk band is getting a little nod here. Here's a band that came out in '91. I'm gonna tell you all about them. All right, Ben, continue. I, Okay, the only bro punk I've mentioned so far is Guttermouth, but okay. Um, okay, adjacent, bro punk adjacent, Rhythm Collision, etc. Well, I saw Rhythm Collision a lot, a lot back in back in the early 90s, and they were really good. Um, uh, Down by Law, The Truth, uh, Billingsgate, no, the No Apologies LP, shout out Squirrel. Shout out Squirrel. Uh, Jesus. The, t- uh, the Tony All guitar case, which is all with Tony Lombardo singing. Uh, Jawbox, the song Freezer Burn, Jawbreaker, uh, the song, well, they had did a split with Sam I Am, Big Drill Car, Takeaway, Moss Icon, oh, ben, Memorial. Ben, 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 you know that Clevo's on East Coast time, right? <laughs> this is just I've getting got, rude. At this point. I've only got, I've only got five picks, uh, four picks left. Uh, four pages left? Okay. Four pages left. Screeching Weasel, Veronica Hates Me. I can't believe neither of you picked uh, Veronica Hates Me. That's the best song on My Brain Hurts. Um, integrity, Misha, for those who fear tomorrow, of course, uh, Dan's first pick fuel for lack of better words, uh, from the split with angry sun and ringworm blind to faith from their demo, which is, which is listed as bind to faith on Spotify. And Dan actually met, <laughs> listed it as bind to faith. So shout out Dan for set calling it. Bind to faith. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, check out the playlist, 185milesouth.com. Click that playlist link at the top of the page. Check out the music we're talking about. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, 185milesouth. We will post these later in the week. You guys can vote on who should win. Um, you know it was your boy, though. What's up? But, uh, Dan, where can the people find you? <laughs> on on Instagram, at Southpaw Instagrammer. Bind to faith, baby. <laughs> ben, where can the people find you? On Instagram at Cold Chillin Book. I'm also on Facebook as Ben Merlis. I'm the Ben Merlis who isn't holding dead fish in every photograph. Okay, Boomer. Clevo, where can the people find you? On Instagram at, at Clevo. All right, everyone, you can find me. Get at me at uh, 185 miles south at gmail.com. That's the best way I respond to everyone. Also, 185 miles south on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, not Facebook, but on Twitter. And you can get at me on my personal on Instagram, Zach Retaliate. And you know, Retaliate is the best on Instagram. Everyone, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Shout out Matt Summers.